Regional tensions have significantly heightened since the Israel-Hamas conflict broke out on the 7th of October. While Israeli ground operations in the Gaza Strip continue, there has been fighting between Israel and Hezbollah along the Israel-Lebanon border. And we've also seen an increase in attacks on US bases by pro-Iranian groups since the start of the conflict. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, joining me for this podcast is our lead security analyst, Polina Vinogradova, who's been monitoring the impact of the conflict and how it's shaping the risk environment in the wider region. And Polina, could we start by you giving us an update on regional developments? So regarding the regional developments and the impact of the Israeli-Hamas conflict on the rest of the region, what we continue to see is heightened tensions and exchanges of cross-border hostilities that persist on Israel-Lebanon border between the Israeli Defense Forces and Hezbollah. Sites continue to exercise relative restraint. So, for instance, we see that they continue to target primarily the border areas on both sides. Both Israel and Hezbollah are likely seeking to avoid the breakout of full-scale conflict that would destabilize the security situation in both Israel and Lebanon. But at the same time, we also see that the intensity of these cross-border exchanges has increased. So this intensity is driven by heightened tensions, but also by casualties on both sides that continue to fuel a cycle of retaliatory attacks which in itself drives the risk of miscalculation on either side. Hezbollah leadership has pledged to continue these operations, continue attacks on the border against Israel, as long as Israel pursues its operations in the Gaza Strip. So that means basically that the situation on Israel-Lebanon border is unlikely to stabilize in the short term. And Polina, what's the situation like right now in Jordan and in Egypt? So the situation in most countries remains stable. Egypt has started accepting an, a limited number of evacuations from the Gaza Strip since the reopening of the Rafah border crossing. The status of the border crossing remains somewhat unpredictable and evacuations continue to be periodically disrupted or suspended due to developments on the ground. But so far, a number of successful evacuations uh, have been conducted and those who are evacuated are primarily foreign uh, and dual nationals as well as well as several wounded Palestinians. The evacuations are taking place in a controlled manner and as such are not expected to significantly affect Egypt's security environment, but these evacuations will put additional pressure on the northern government infrastructure and medical facilities. And then separately, in Jordan, local security environment also um, remains stable and relatively unaffected by the Israel-Hamas conflict. The government seeks to avoid mass influx of refugees as a result of the conflict because Jordan already hosts a sizable Palestinian refugee population in the country. Periodic pro-Palestinian demonstrations continue to take place, including in the capital Amman. But overall, the situation in the country remains stable, including on the border with Israel and the West Bank. Now, I understand that there's been a noticeable increase in attacks on U.S. bases by pro-Iranian groups since the start of the conflict. So what can you tell us about what's been happening? So it is not uncommon for attacks on U.S. bases, both in Iraq and Syria, uh, to increase whenever regional tensions escalate. Both countries host pro-Iranian armed groups that have the capabilities to conduct such attacks. That being said, the latest spike in attacks on U.S. bases, both in Iraq and Syria, is notable, and it, it is expected to persist in the coming weeks as Iran accuses U.S. of supporting Israel amid the ongoing conflict. 
U.S. military has been conducting retaliatory strikes on pro-Iranian groups' positions in Syria, but has sought to distance its counter operations from Israel-Hamas conflict. What we have observed so far is that despite this increased frequency of attacks on U.S. bases in both Iraq and Syria, their impact has been relatively limited. So, so far, there have been reports of structural damage inflicted on U.S. bases in both countries, injuries among U.S. troops, but no reports of casualties so far. But of course, the longer the tensions persist, the longer these attacks against U.S. interests in both countries persist, that will increase the likelihood of casualties among uh, U.S. troops eventually taking place, and that in itself will put pressure on U.S. to step up its operations against pro-Iranian armed groups, particularly in Syria. And that will drive that cycle of tit-for-tat exchanges of uh, hostilities between the rival sides and drive that regional tensions overall. In addition, U.S. may also seek to step up pressure on Iran, including through sanctions and targeting of Iran's illegal oil exports, which is the country's main source of revenue, in order to deter further attacks on U.S.-linked bases and interests in Iraq and Syria. And finally, Polina, as this conflict continues... Can you tell me what the situation is like across the rest of the region? So diplomatic tensions remain heightened as several countries have recalled their ambassadors and envoys to Israel to denounce Israeli operations in the Gaza Strip. But overall, the security environment in the rest of the region remains stable. What we continue to see are the periodic pro-Palestinian demonstrations that continue to take place in countries across the region. We also see that pro-Iranian groups have issued threats against U.S. interests once again across the region. However, such attacks are likely to continue to occur in Iraq and Syria, where these pro-Iranian armed groups have the capabilities and maintain presence and have the capabilities to conduct these attacks. And finally, Houthis have been claiming periodic attacks against Israel The group has also stated that it could target Israeli vessels in the Red Sea and the Bab al-Mandeb Strait. The impact of such attacks has so far remained limited due to Israeli air defense capabilities. U.S. Navy presence in the Red Sea also has the capabilities to intercept attacks originating from Yemen, kind of further mitigating the risk posed by attacks launched by Houthis towards Israeli or U.S.-linked interests in the region. Okay, Bolina, thank you very much for all your analysis of the situation. Thank you. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates on Israel and the Palestinian territories from our website. That's internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres. They're available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks so much for listening and goodbye.